Well, good morning. Welcome to Mayflower on this fourth Sunday of Lent. Do you notice anything different? Anything? Couple things, huh? So you're prepared to be surprised, right? It's going to be a great morning. We're so excited you're here. Whether you're joining us here in the sanctuary or our live stream family, welcome, welcome. If you can please sign the friendship register if you're sitting on the interior uh, aisle here and pass that along. And those of you joining us virtually, there's an e-register. We'd love to have you fill that out. Uh, There are prayer cards in the pew rack in front of you. If you want to fill that in, the ushers will collect those during the offering this morning, which is a little bit different. If you would like personal prayer, please know that I will be available up here after the postlude. Also in the pew rack, if you want to order Easter lilies, that's what this is for. So please fill that in. So many exciting things happening here at Mayflower. We have two major projects. One is upgrading our audiovisual system, which you're going to hear about in just a minute. The other one is renovating our church parlor, which is across the atrium. And to raise funds for the parlor project, we are having on April 24th a bazaar. Not a bizarre, a bazaar. And we're collecting handmade items, silent auction items, all kinds of super fun things. And the form to donate looks like this. You'll find that in the atrium after the service, please. And so mark your calendars for April 24th. There's so many exciting things happening at Mayflower, not the least of which is the pastoral search. So I want to welcome two members of the search committee up to give an announcement, Rachel Haddad and Phil Itema. Good morning. Can everybody hear me okay? All right, well, Mayflower, I'm Rachel, as Ruth shared, and this is Phil Itema. Our pastoral search committee, which includes the two of us, Amy Conway, Andy Scott, Jessica Rupert, Linda Edgar, Lisa Weaver, Martin Grin, Steve Waltman, is pleased to share an update on our two years long pastoral search. Over the course of late fall and early winter this year, we met and began to interview a gentleman currently serving an international Christian church in Beijing, China. Our candidate and his wife are from the greater Chicago area, and they are eager to return to their Midwestern roots. After many meetings with him, which included our search firm, all nine of our search committee members, and after connecting this candidate to certain Mayflower staff, our moderator, various members of council, and also meeting this candidate's wife, it is with excitement that our committee is recommending this candidate to be called a senior pastor to Mayflower Congregational Church. We are very excited to share our candidate with our church members during a live stream service on Sunday, April 24, after which we will take a congregational vote to formally call him to our congregation. We welcome all of you to join us, both in person and on live stream to hear him preach. The week of April 18, you should receive a packet, both in the mail and digitally, where we will share more information about this candidate and his young family. Thank you for your patience, for your steadfastness, and your commitment to Mayflower during this long process. It has been a journey, and we are so thankful to have the opportunity to serve the church in this regard. We are excited about this teacher, preacher, pastor who is highly qualified, highly capable, and strong in his faith. We look forward to seeing all of you or hearing from you on April 24th during our regular service. Thank you. Dear friends, on Sundays here at Mayflower, we begin the worship service frequently with the affirmation that faith is a journey, God is good, Jesus saves, and the Spirit leads us to faith, hope, and love 
as we honor the dignity of all of God's people. This is our mission statement. We carry out our mission through the preaching of God's word, through the spoken word, and through the music here in our sanctuary. And virtually through our streaming service to our congregation and our community. For many years, our church leadership and clergy have known that our sound transmission in our sanctuary and our chancel and balcony could be vastly improved. Our initial sound system was designed when the church was constructed and has had precious few updates and improvements since. We know that there are dead spots in the sanctuary and chancel and balcony where hearing is very difficult. Mayflower started webcasting in 2015 with a simple one-camera, pan-tilt-zoom camera intended to transmit and record the pastor's sermon. This is what we are using today. During COVID, we learned that between 200 and 300 people tuned weekly to our Sunday services. Even now, streaming is an important way that we deliver God's word. Having an audiovisual output that matches the quality of the preaching and music here at Mayflower is an important foundation to serving, engaging, and growing our membership. Our music and worship committee presented a proposal to the council earlier this year to update our sound and visual systems for a price of about $100,000. Dale DeHaan, John Schneider, and I have obtained commitments from several of you that will cover a good portion of this project. This was our quiet campaign. Now we come to you to ask that you help us get it over the top. In today's bulletin is an envelope specially marked for this purpose. If you are inclined, make a gift today and put it in the offering or take it with you and return it to the church at a later time. Or you can give online uh, through our Ezekiel website. Or you can come to a concert tomorrow night where we wrap up our campaign with a concert of our choirs and instrumentalists. And the concert will be in the sanctuary at 7 p.m. Thank you for the gift of your time. If you come to the concert tomorrow, you will get to hear a part of the musical again. The kids will be here in their T-shirts and their energy and their joy again tomorrow evening. Um, I woke up this morning realizing the last time we had a live, in-person children's musical here at Mayflower was 2019. So 2020, they were working hard to prepare the musical, and it got canceled like so many other things that year. So uh, the following year, in 2021, they uh, recorded it virtually in that very strange way. Do you all remember that? Coming in two or three at a time, listening to uh, uh, accompaniment in your earbuds. I mean, it's not, uh, it, it came out beautifully, but it's not the ideal way. So, so wonderful um, with Abby's great work and the commitment and joy and enthusiasm that our youth bring to this space that we get to um, experience them leading us in worship with this musical and I want to thank each one of them for that joy and enthusiasm that they bring to our church family you you are a very important part of our community and um, 
Also about today, Ruth said there were a couple of different things happening. So um, please note that during the offertory, we will be singing a hymn. Usually we have the choir singing. So we will actually stay seated to facilitate the moving of the basket and uh, all of that. But you don't have to pick up a hymnal. The hymn is printed here in your bulletin. And also a different thing this morning is our call to worship. So we're thrilled to have Mary Vandergoot here that will give us some very interesting and informative um, uh, comments on the cross. As we journey through Lent toward Palm Sunday and Good Friday and Easter, our focus is on the cross, but our focus is actually on the cross all year through. And in this place, when we worship from week to week, we do focus on the cross very intentionally, usually toward the beginning of the service when we sing the Gloria Patri, And later in the service, when we sing the doxology, we literally turn around, everyone, those on the platform as well, to face the cross that is really front and center in our sanctuary. So this morning, we're going to look a little bit at that cross to see the symbolism of the cross. First of all, it is there as a reminder to us that where two or three are gathered in God's name, God is present. And when we sing the Gloria Patri, we are acknowledging in song that the Trinity is with us. And when we turn to the cross, we do that as well. So if we look at this cross at the front of our sanctuary, behind the cross itself, we see the great circle reminding us of God the Creator, who, like a circle, has no beginning and no end, who is the source of all that is. We see the cross itself, reminding us of Jesus, sent to be with us, fully human. He died and rose again. This cross is actually an empty cross. It is a post-Easter cross. It reminds us what we profess on Easter morning when we say, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. And where he once was, we see three letters, the Christogram. They're the letters of Jesus' name in Greek, like his initials. Also on this cross, and something perhaps we often overlook, is a reminder of the power of the Holy Spirit, that in the Trinity, the Holy Spirit is God with us. We see it in the dynamic markings on this cross, those arrows coming down from above, those arrows coming in from the side, pointing toward the Christogram, And those arrows pointing down toward the altar at the foot of the cross, where we have an open Bible flanked by two candles, which are always lit to remind us that the scripture is illumined for us by the power of the Spirit. And we always have flowers on the altar to remind us, not of decoration, but of the other great revelation, which is the revelation of God in creation, in all things made, all things living. And so when we look to the cross and we sing the Gloria Patri, we join visually in understanding the complexity, the mystery of what this might mean, that when we gather here, two or three of us together, in God's name, God is here. And we sing a song. We see the song actually with our eyes in the cross. We, we form it with our words. We hear our neighbors singing it. And we're reminded that we're singing it with the faithful of all times, in all places, in heaven on earth, 
raising our thanks to God present with us. And that's why we say glory to the Father and to the Son and to Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, March 2022, at Mayflower, and ever shall be, world without end. This morning, our opening hymn is about raising the cross. You will find it on page 537 in your hymnal. Please rise for the opening hymn. Let us pray. Holy God, we lift high the cross this morning, not because we glorify the brutal way you were crucified, but because we honor your sacrifice. We know this was done out of the most profound love the world has ever seen. We proclaim this love and offer our never-ending praise. May you be truly glorified this day and always. Amen.
I invite you to be seated. We have some very special people I'm going to introduce you to. Three new members. Mayflower is growing, which is super exciting. So I want to introduce to you Dave and Cheryl Blair, who started coming to join their daughter and their grandsons and have been coming for quite a while. And now they're making it official. Isn't that great? Several years. And Courtney Weiler comes with her three children, participate in midweek and Sunday school, and so she is thrilled to be here as well. So to be a member here at Mayflower, there are a couple things that you agree to. So those of you who are sitting here and are members, you can be reminded of what it means to be a member of this congregation. As stated in our church bylaws, there are five requirements for membership. So as the charge, I'm going to ask these three folks to answer though to agree with these statements by saying I will. Here they are. Will you live in your day-to-day relationships according to the spirit and teachings of Jesus Christ? I will. Will you share and counsel with other members in the fellowship and programs of the Christian Church? I will. will you attend services of worship as regularly as possible? Will you promote in the world at large the welfare of the church by enthusiastic and loyal affection for its principles? Will you contribute toward the financial support of this church according to your ability? Wonderful. Now I'm going to invite you to read the confession that is found in the bulletin. Thank you so much. Now I invite all of you to stand because you have a part to play as you welcome these three new members to our congregation. You will find that on page two of your bulletin. We, the members, Thank you. Do you want to clap and welcome our three new members? You may be seated. Thank you. Isn't this great? You are welcome to join them in the atrium for coffee hour. Please introduce yourself and get to know them this morning. Well, of the five requirements you just heard, one of them is supporting the church financially. So guess what? This is the call to offering. We're going to sing a hymn so you may be seated and find your hymnal. It's a little different, as Julia mentioned. We're going to sing a hymn and take the offering. So we so, so, so appreciate your generous support of this congregation.
Holy God, we dedicate our gifts, tithes, and offerings to you. And we pray for your glory to be known from here to the ends of the earth. May we be like trees planted by living water. And may we flourish as your people, healthy and strong with a faith that can withstand the trials of life. We lift up to you those who are struggling this day. May you bring comfort, peace, and healing. We remember specifically Amy Conway's dear friend who's facing surgery tomorrow. We pray for the doctors. We pray for her healing. We pray for her comfort. And Lord, we rejoice with those who have experienced astounding grace. The birthdays, the anniversaries, the new jobs, the new season. We thank you specifically for Elaine Matthews and her 90th birthday. What a joy. And Lord, we know that you know our hearts. So we join our hearts together and our voices together as we pray the prayer that Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. May thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Is that better? Yeah. The crossroads had led Jesus to Jerusalem. And in John chapter 12, he's speaking in the courtyard of the great temple. And the question comes from some Greeks who say to one of Jesus' disciples, Sir, we would see Jesus. And... It's as though everything changes. It's as though the clock strikes 12. This is the moment. Numerous times in the Gospel of John, Jesus has made the statement, My hour has not yet come. This is not the moment. But when the question comes from these Greeks, Jesus says, The hour has come. Now is the moment for the Son of Man to be glorified. Well, like those Greeks who came that day to the temple, we come to see Jesus. We come today to this place to see Jesus. We're looking for something. For a word, for an idea, a hymn, a prayer, a smile, a child's love. Something to give us hope amidst the distressing events of today's world. May we all seek and find him even this day in the message of our children through music, in the tale of three trees. But Jesus responds to that request with a little story about a grain of wheat remaining just that, just a a single grain of no significance, unless it falls into the earth and dies. And then it will blossom, he says, into much fruit. In other words, if you really want to live, really live, you have to learn to give your life away. And then comes from Jesus this haunting statement. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. When he was lifted up from earth on a cross, 
when he lived out the parable of the grain of wheat dying in order to live, when Jesus of Nazareth in the full bloom of young adulthood was crucified, something decisive, something compelling, something that changes life and death happened. And today, a billion people around this globe will be drawn to Him, to seek Him this day. As Mary has given us a lesson, a beautiful lesson on the cross that we worship before every single week. The cross is the central piece of the Christian faith. Now, when the Romans crucified, as they did thousands and thousands of people, they were doing more than executing someone. They were exacting the maximum amount of pain, degradation, and humiliation in order to annihilate a human life. They were shouting loud and clear, we are in charge here. You are our property and we can do whatever we like with you. We are empire. And you are just an insignificant life. But in being lifted up from the earth, Jesus Christ has shown us that there is a force more powerful than death, namely the love of God. And that love fully embraced always unites, always defeats death. On the cross, He showed us how to live. To show God's love and reconciling grace that brings everything together. So hear these haunting words. What do they mean to you today? And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Come to Jesus today. See him in the tale of three trees.
Once there were three young trees growing on a hilltop, dreaming of what they might become. And the first tree said, And the second tree said, And the third tree said, Years passed, seasons came and went. Then one day, a group of people came up the hill carrying axes and saws. They cut down the first tree. 
second tree and sadly they cut down the third tree as well The first tree was carried to a carpenter's shop. The second tree was carried to a dockyard. As for the third tree, the 
More years passed. And then one day, into the barn, where the first tree was now a feed box for animals, there came a young man and a young woman. And deep in the night of a winter's day, in the quiet of the barn where the first tree lay, a woman and the man found a place in the light, and the woman had her firstborn child that night. More years passed. And then one day, into the boat where the second tree was now a wooden bench, there stepped a young teacher. And late in the heat of a summer's day, in the back of the boat where the second tree lay, on a lake where the waves rolled cold and deep, the man on the bench fell fast asleep. And what of the third tree? Well, one day, soldiers found that tree and laid it across the back of an innocent man who struggled to the top of a tall hill.
Please remain standing for the benediction. But first to say, children, thank you so much. That was wonderful. You can sense the appreciation. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you for the wonderful message. Dreams. The dreams of three trees linked to the purpose of God, leading to the one who was lifted up to draw all people to him. May your dreams lead you to the one who was lifted up on a wooden cross to draw all people unto him. We invite you to join us for refreshments after the service in the atrium. You may be able even to meet some of the cast if you do so. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his smile upon you and give you peace. Amen.